ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle, and we're going back. How far back you say we are going back to 1988, uh, the greatest year in hip hop. Um, I love doing these um, throwback episodes where we, you know, take a look at some of the older albums, but um, this one's going to be fun. They're all fun, but this one's going to be dope. This one, I, I may not say much on this episode <laughs> just because of the guests that we have in the building. Um, my man, my mellow is back in the building. Eclectic is here. E, what up, man? Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy to be here. It's me, Eclectic. Um, eclectic, eclectic, uh, uh podcast making dowlings. <laughs> this guy, and if you're watching on YouTube, my camera's up. His camera's not up because he he has warrants. And well, I have warrants, but that actually looks like me. And and, and this thing says, <laughs> "Official King of the South," in his tagline. Listen, I probably should erase that, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him live. I'm gonna let Listen, him live. We had a draft of the <sighs> the greatest. What was it? The South uh, rappers? It was, it, yeah, the best Southern rappers. And um, I I ran away with it. And I ran away with it because everyone knows. When it comes to South hip hop, you think of me first. Well, I mean, the official. If, I mean, you, you guys, you guys know if you follow politics, you know that there was some improprieties in the last in the last uh, um, election. Same thing happened with his his draft. But I mean, you know, that's as Sean said, politics as usual. God, <laughs> we're, we're not even gonna get into that. We, I got you here, man. We're, we're going back. June 7th, 1988, again, the greatest year in hip-hop. On that day, one of the dopest hip-hop groups dropped their debut album. EPMD released Strictly Business, and folks, I got to tell you, I mean, like, if I had done this podcast... Without this dude right here, I mean, he, he probably would have killed me. Um, we've talked about EPMD before um, on this on this podcast, but we haven't. I, th- I think this. I want to say this is the first time we've actually done an album review. Um, I think it, it, it. What you what you listeners will see is that we both love this album, um, but this album, man brings back so many memories so before we even get into it e let's go back to 1988 man what if you can remember what do you remember about getting this album and your first couple of listens you know did you hear it with your friends did you hear it by yourself did you do you have a memory of purchasing it or just you know vibing in your room listening to it because you um, were you were what seven years old when this shit came out um, I, 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 I couldn't have been born. It's, he, he wasn't, he wasn't. So anyway, I was in the eighth um, grade, so he was in the fifth grade. If you were, 
you were a junior in college in 1988. <laughs> now listen, um, I, I mean, I, I have memories about the album, but what mm-hmm. I initially remember okay. is the single. So you guys to chill. Well, first I heard, first I heard you're a customer. Mm. And I thought Your Customer was one of the most incredible songs I ever heard. And um, there it was on a college radio program, WYSO, Yellow Springs. It's where Dave Chappelle is right now. Okay. Um, so, That's in Ohio. Yeah, with the crazy wild wild. <laughs> um, so, I, thought, I thought it was Jim City. Come on, man. The Jim the City, man. Shout out to the Jim City, the DYT. Uh, Dayton, home, Ohio, for those home of the who funk. Don't know. Home of the funk. Definitely home um, of the funk. Um, so, um, but, you know, customer, that that sample, the time keeps on slipping, starts off with neck, neck, patty, whack, give a dog a phone. Yo, don't give him nothing. So, the thing was, at that point, no one, especially rap groups, mm-hmm. sounded like that. No, nope. and and no one was using that sample. That EPMD you'll find were the first to do use a lot of these samples. It's like they flipped a switch and opened up, like basically turned it <laughs> into oh shit, you can do that mm-hmm. to hip hop. Like before, it was like the same couple of couple of um, James Brown breaks and right. you know some, some La Freak, <laughs> but um, so we thought that song was crazy. I'm gonna speed this up, and then one day, no, take your time. One day, I'm riding with my mother, going somewhere. We stopped on the stop sign, and it was some people playing "Fucking You Guys Chill." And Uh-oh. we thought, well, I thought that it was more bounce because, again, DYT, home of the funk. Roger right. Travis Studio was up the street from my house. Man, we know, we know about this. Shout out, Roger. And then, but people were rhyming. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, what is, I wanted to get, jump out the car. <laughs> See, and it's, it's hard to express this to people who now have heard this and heard all kinds of music. When I am trying to tell you, this is the first time someone used this sample mm-hmm. for rhyming. At this point, rhyming wasn't even that. It was, you only had, like, seriously, as far as popular groups, you probably only had like five rap groups. If that. <laughs> you had Run DMC, you had the Beastie Boys, you had Houdini, Houdini you had the Fat, Fat Boys. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, Grandmaster Flash and them, uh, if you want to count them. <laughs> uh, not really, but okay. You know, I mean. So that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Was, was NWA? NW, was NWA it? wasn't until 88. They, oh, yeah. They were, they were bubbling, so they are about to come out. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. This is this is before NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, you didn't have that many rap groups, period. Mm-hmm. And so they came out and it's just like, wow. And the way that they were rhyming wasn't like any of those groups, the rhyme patterns that going. And and that's one of the people don't give EPMD. Mm-hmm. They just deserves because 
the way that they rhyme and go back and forth, they were really the first people to do that. Run DMC was with a huh, the heat, the huh, the huh, the huh, the huh, the huh, the huh. That I mean that 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 was it. The BC Boys, I'm a this this this, and I'm a that's this that. And uh, fucking Houdini never went back for it. They just took their verses, mm-hmm. you know. And the Fat Boys did kind of what Run DMC did because they you know learned from Curtis Blow and shit. So when EPMD was just as it, it, it was ridiculous. Also, they were rhyming about things that nobody nobody else rhymed about and they were they were cocky and stay awake and watch the show I tape because right now I'm about to shake, shake it big. my man was using his real name nobody used their real name facts <laughs> he's like Eric hey, Sermon yeah he's like I'm Eric Sermon like what and he's like yeah and I'm Perry Smith like what huh <laughs> oh yeah. so y'all y'all just y'all <laughs> yeah because at the time we didn't know I like I knew Run but I didn't know Run's real name I didn't know DMC's real name but these this was Eric Sermon and Paris Smith. Yeah, and 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 it was and this was the good old days back when um, people thought Eric B was Rakim and Rakim mm-hmm. was Eric B and and they would spell PMD's name P M D E E or P M D or they E P M D E. They didn't know anything. Yeah. It was right, but it was a great time in eighty eight. Well, eighty seven going into eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. It, it was. Um, <clears throat> I remember. I didn't buy the tape initially. Um, my boy Jay Fresh. Shout out to Jay Fresh. He bought the tape, and he let me cop a dub. And the thing that stood out to me was, to your point, what you just said, like the way that they rhymed was different. Now, at that particular time, again, we're talking nineteen eighty eight. My favorite group at the time was Run DMC, right? And so I had something to kind of measure. And I couldn't say that these dudes were better than Run DMC, but they were just so much different. And they were were very cocky, very arrogant, but very confident at the same time in what they were rhyming about. And they just, the vibe was just crazy. And it was Mm. like, you know, they weren't street dudes, but they had a street edge to me. And we wasn't we weren't even on the street stuff. But it was just like, that's the thing that kind of attracted me to them. Like, they were just in your face and they could run. And, and you know what? What else about that? And mm-hmm. I don't want to cut you off completely. No, go ahead, but go ahead. Above all of that, unlike Houdini and Brian DMC, and them, they portrayed cool yes they were just cool they were mm-hmm. like rock him cool like because they would because and people would compare them and say man how, how we sound like the r and our music was whack which right. is which is an oxymoron by the way you can't <laughs> sound like the r and your yeah, music be be whack. but 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 the reason why that was a statement is because if you sounded like somebody you was automatically mm-hmm. whack because you was biting and Fact. boy, there was a sign on the door, no biting allowed. No biting allowed. But um, they were so cool. They because they what they were doing what was effortless. They mm-hmm. would just be like, yo, um, <laughs> they, they they were rhyme and like Run DMC would be hype. 
Yes. We're better than ever, forever, together. <laughs> and, and and he's like, I have the capability to rhyme and chill, co-wax, attack some seeds, and tend to act ill. It's like mm-hmm. a diggum smack. You smack me and I'll smack, smack you, back. you back. Which was a Rock Kim diss, by the way. <laughs> yes, indeed. A Rock Kim diss. <clears throat> that is crazy. On the, on the first album. And that's the thing, like, it, it, and I'm glad you said that because that's exactly who they were. They were like cool. And, you know, even if you didn't know anything about them, if you saw the video and you didn't even hear the, the album, if you saw the Strictly Business video, you'd be like, yo, who is that? Because, like, they look like rap stars. Shout out to MC Sheriff. <laughs> and so. I mean, I was hooked, and you know, I, 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 I literally, I mean, it took me a couple of couple of weeks to get my allowance up to go buy the album, but that was one of the few albums that, and I'm sure you, you remember this, E, where you might get a dub, and then like later on, you'd be like, man, I fucks with them, so I gotta go buy this album, and we didn't really do that for everybody, because you know, nah. times is hard. I mean, eight dollar tapes was eight dollar tapes, and you know, eight dollars is a lot of money when you ain't got no job. It was a thing. It was like you, some albums. She was like, "I have to have this gotta cover have art. Gotta. I gotta have the inside. I gotta read this because when you get a dub, you no one's giving you the, the cover no. to check it out or anything. So it's like, damn, I want to know more about them. <laughs> I gotta look at this thing. And and when they drop, and there's the thing you got to think about all the people that were out, and then all of a sudden. Two dudes show up with fisherman buckets on and gold ropes and mm-hmm. just just like some fly different kind of clothes because Run DMC was denim jacket mm-hmm. jeans gold ropes Godfather hats. Yep, Houdini was on some R and B pop star shit. You know, ecstasy had on a Zorro fedora and snow sleeves, <laughs> leather pants. And you know, Fat Boys was fat, right? BC Boys was, you know, and so these dudes just like you know, <laughs> fisherman hats, rings, fucking ropes, some guest jeans. That's it. <laughs> just like yo, they so cool. And then yep. they rhyming like they cool. And yep. then they told us we had to chill and did a video <laughs> in the ice factory. Yeah, man. I I, I think um. You know, uh, to your point, like, I think you you had to, because <clears throat> if you didn't, like you said, if you didn't get the album, then, you know, if you got a dub, you, you want, you you didn't want to be out of the loop. And if you had a dub, you couldn't read the line of notes. So when your boys came to school and said, hey, man, did you see they said such and such and such? Because see, and a lot of times, and he, he remembers this, a lot of times in these albums, not only if you got the tape or the actual album, the vinyl, the words to the songs were in that album or in that tape. So you could learn the music a lot faster. And so you didn't want to just hang on to a dub. So I, I, I distinctly remember, you know, getting a, getting a dub from my boy Jay Fresh. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple of, maybe two weeks, two or three weeks later, <clears throat> I um actually went and bought the, bought the album. Um, but again, man, an incredible album. Um, it was one that um, I just remember being just hooked. Like, again, 
we're learning who EPMD is, you know, just through word of mouth because there was no promo tour. There was no rollout. There was no nothing. This album dropped. And <laughs> the thing that I remember, that one of the things that stands out about this album was I just remember that all of my friends had it. And this was one of the first albums that I can remember that every one of my partners had. Like there was nobody, cause everybody didn't get every album, you know? <clears throat> and um, cause when NWA came out, everybody didn't get NWA cause everybody wasn't into it. Um, everybody didn't get PE when it came out, when, when um, it takes nation that came out. But this album was one of the few albums from 1988 that I can remember of my <laughs> seven man crew. Everybody had to take everybody. Um, so yeah, June 7th, 1988. Uh, again, the greatest year in hip hop. Um, let's go back and let's talk about it, man. Um, <clears throat> before we even break down these tracks, man, the production. You mentioned it a little earlier, and I, th I think it goes without saying, but this was one of the few albums where Eric Sermon would actually sample another song that's on the album. Like, that rarely happened. And, it, you know, we didn't know it, and we didn't realize it until, like, later, but, like, they would either sample or maybe talk about something that was in another song, and you're like, oh, oh, shit, okay, now, now I see the connection. What did you make of, of the um, production of this album? The production was, it was crazy because, like I said, it was unlike anything before. Um, they used a lot of tracks that no one used before. Mm -hmm. They um, they they looped them differently. Um, and, and yeah, the, the fact that EPMD, I don't recall anybody else using their own songs as <laughs> samples. Not like really. you would hear something and then three songs later they're scratching that song. It's, it's, it's crazy. Also, um the reason to me, mm -hmm. the reason why it sounded so dope and why they sounded so differently mm -hmm. is they would rhyme in the same booth yes together at the same time like everybody else would go in to do their part and leave run to go do his part and leave or they would be in separate booths but they just they're right there mm -hmm. and and i think that i think that that's the other thing which is pleasing to some way later that's we're not going to talk about today but <laughs> The, the thing about EPMD what also stood them apart that made them sound so dope is they sounded like friends, like brothers. Like they hung out every day. Like they got each other's job. Like they were super cool boys. Not just uh, co-workers and not the, <laughs> the groups that the, the label put them together. Put them together. Or... <laughs> And like you could, you knew that Run and DMC mess with each other, but you could see them after, after the the show or after they they go their separate ways. But it seemed like EPMD would leave the studio and one of them would be in the passenger seat, <laughs> and they just mm -hmm. they just ride out together or they go kick it together. And it, you can hear that in in music, in the music. Yep, hands down. 
hands down. And, and it's funny because <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned that because like another group from that era, um, the Ghetto Boys, which I think is a dope and one of my favorite groups of that particular time frame. The, like you mentioned to your point, the Ghetto Boys were put together. They were three different dudes from, I want to say, three different sections of Houston, and the label kind of put them together. Like prior to them making their first album, they had never hung out together. But Eric and Parrish, EPMD sounded like two group, two dudes that probably like their mothers were best friends or something like that. Like they known each other since they were four or five years old. That's that's how cohesive they sound together in the studio um the production was crazy and i think one thing that i have a kind of long-standing beef with is that when people of today when they mention hip-hop producers people don't necessarily thought yeah eric sermon and i think they should um you know, like where you rank him in your top five, top 20, top 15, whatever the case, you know, but I, I think when you look at his body of work on the hip hop side and R&B side, but even when you go back to, you know, these early EPMD albums, I mean, his, the stuff that he was doing and keep in mind, like we didn't have crazy technology at that particular time. So in my opinion, I think from a production standpoint, I rank Eric Sermon a lot higher than probably some of your favorite producers because he gave us a bunch of different sounds and he had minimal, um, I don't want to say minimal, but he didn't have the same uh, equipment, if you will, that everybody else had. I mean, I, I don't know how many times you could sample James Brown or, um, you know, Parliament, but Eric Sermon has done it and i mean he's done it not just for him the rest of the hit squad from keith murray to uh red man to everybody in between and and i think um i think e-double just you know this starting with this album i think you got to give him his props yeah um one of my the funniest thing is i'm a huge eric sermon fan i mean mm -hmm. everyone else, but he sampled dance floor by Zap and Roger Troutman mm -hmm. on just about every <laughs> album he's ever been on, and it's but he always does it differently. But you can mm -hmm. hear like, man, this guy, this guy's amazing. But um, yeah, the production, a lot of funk, um, a lot of James. I mean, it's funk. So, but it's just samples that people never. It's 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 what they did does not get enough credit that no. is it's all i can say i mean eric clapton um i shot the sheriff um what was the other joint they did um they used um zz tops mm -hmm. uh cheap sunglasses the steve miller's fly like an eagle um jungle buggy jungle oh buggy. come on man come on ah man. Uh, oh man so um then I mean even, well we're gonna get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, we can get into the tracks, man. Um this album uh again <clears throat> June seventh, nineteen eighty eight, um critically acclaimed. Um got the 
vaunted five mics in the source and we'll talk about that a little later um but this album is only 45 minutes and they don't waste any time they don't waste any time strictly business Mm -hmm. now listen this is 88 this is back when people didn't talk about sales no one went platinum no to this day i don't know how much this album sold no no one went platinum no but strictly business epmd mm-hmm. 88 went gold in 30 days <laughs> it did trump the album strictly business that you thought we were 30 days later p went gold it that's went crazy for 88 <clears throat> yeah and a, and a brand new group that no one knew about no and they're not coming in on the heels of a crew mm-mm they wasn't even coming in from a popular borough. No, no. They came from Long Island. <laughs> and you know what's funny? If I had not gone to Long Island in the summer of 1988, I would not have known where Long Island was. And the only reason why I went to the to um, Long Island was my uncle got married that summer, and he got married in, in Long on Long Island. That's the only reason why I knew where it was. I just thought, I just assumed they was from New York. I knew they weren't from the South. But, um, yeah, man, crazy, crazy. Um, so track one kicks off the album. It is the title track to the album, Strictly Business. As I mentioned a little earlier, there was a video for it, and the video was so dope. E, talk to him about this song, man. Well, definitely go and and seek out the video with MC mm-hmm. Sheriff <laughs> and and my man dying off of uh, scratched uh, gunshots. Scratched gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And shout outs to DJ Caleb Balls. Mm-hmm. Um, their first DJ, their DJ on this album. He actually got the, he actually got to talk on the, in the video, mm-hmm. um, but um, this. Don't get too close because you might get shot. This song is crazy. And the um the sample, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um try to answer to the master and the MC Rap God is no joke. See, let's again, MC Rap God is no joke. People be putting some subtle disses. <laughs> Some subtle disses on you know, but but um the but the thing is, and I should I should probably sample like this entire album for my podcast. Just don't sleep on the E, you know. So, <laughs> but but um the this um started off with their rhyming like different stuff to make you wiggle and jiggle like gelatin. <laughs> like what mm-hmm. <laughs> I pull on like a 44 Magnum, we see free stuff, look and listen and try to imagine it's traveling the speed of life. And they, I love EPMD. But you say you wake up like Muttley. Muttley, the little dog that laugh on the, oh, the cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> Who is dropping Muttley references right. <laughs> in, in, in hip hop? Um, Ron Flo, good to go. After the show, I pull I your pull whole, your whole boy. boy. Hey, here's. <laughs> And to 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 show you how things were back then, 
You sniff blow? Hell no. Hell I got my whole life ahead of me. No time to be sniffing. And my parents they find, find out. Oh, then they, then start, they start, ripping. start ripping. So I stay A-OK because I'm the E. e. The R. Hell, he was worried about his parents, <clears throat> man. His parents, he, he, he not going to fucking sniff the shit as well as his parents <laughs> Like, you crazy? Fast man, forward to see. now. <laughs> Everybody do some drugs, please. Everybody's on Percocets and drinking lean and smoking herbs and all kind of shit. Um, yeah, man, I, 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 I love know. I love this joint. Um, once the video came out, I loved it even more. Mm. Um this I, I I really don't have much more to add. It was just the thing that I can say about this particular track, this is the perfect leadoff track for this, for this album and I want to impress upon people that when you look, if you, particularly if you, you haven't heard it in a while or you haven't heard it at all, do yourself a favor and go listen to it after you finish listening to this episode. Um, but the thing that always stood out to me was like to that point, we had not seen MCs together rap like this. Because to what he said earlier, is, I think is a very key point. Run DMC had a different style, and their style was like in your face, and it was, but it was no, I guess the best way I can put it, like EPM, I mean, Run DMC rapped to the people, Eric and Parrish rapped to each other, and then rapped to us. If that makes sense, um, and you felt it, so yeah. that was one of the things that I think that even at the time I didn't really know because again, by the, when this album comes out in 1988, I am I want to say a freshman in high school, so I'm not knowing this, but it's something that I pick up on later, and this is one of those albums I think is that is so dope that when you listen to it, 35 years later you're still going to be able to pick up something from this album. Um, but the title I mean, track is, is you, out of here. You listen to, um, you listen to, uh, Nostra, Nostra Thomas. That's, that's the sample. <laughs> there you go. It's right there. It's right there. It is right there. Then we get to track two. I'm house. <sighs> Love this joint, man. What did you, what'd you think about? I'm house. I love these joints because they just introduce new slang, just like I'm housing. I don't know what housing is. And then I listen to them like, oh, shit. I'm cooling on the scene like a horse in a stable. A brother got ill and tried to snatch the fat cable. cable. I stepped back like it wasn't no thing. Punched him in the jaw with the fat gold ring. <laughs> hey, man. Come on, man. Also, I, this this is another one of those um, joints where I'll I'll say in my day to day life I'll, I'll mm-hmm. quote um, like if someone if someone got shot down by a girl or if someone did something that was kind of stupid I used the um, the Eric sermon from this song. What a way to go out, out like a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, man. You stupid. You <laughs> always do that. People like, yo, go talk to somebody. Ah, what a way to go out, out like a sucker. Like a sucker. 
but I'm yeah, on track man. like a Long Island train conductor. Listen, there, the thing that I love about this album is something that you just mentioned. Like, we picked up slang because, again, I'm in, he is in Ohio. I'm in South Carolina. Nobody knew what housing was. And so, like, after this album comes out, like, housing becomes a slang for us. Oh, man, I housed that joint. What'd you house? Yep. Man, I housed, I housed them Jordans. So that could either mean you bought them or that could mean you stole them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it was, it was, I love that about that era of hip hop because, like, it was so universal and, and we, it was so inclusive as to, you know, bringing people in on what it was you were doing. Um, I, I love this song, man. This, this song, uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell this story, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Um, we had a, a school dance, and the DJ played this song. And I remember, I'll never forget. I was I was dancing with this girl, and <clears throat> she had a Jericho. Don't laugh. And so, <laughs> so I'm dancing with this girl, and this song comes on, and then all you hear is oh, so it's doom 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 doom, and I'm dancing, I'm jamming. And then I feel a kick. Somebody kicked me. And so I didn't pay any attention. So I'm jamming. And somebody kicked me again. I look over to my right. My boy Travis is dancing next to me. And every like fourth beat, he's moving, he's throwing his foot and he's kicking me. And I'm like, <laughs> like, yo, why are you kicking me? He's like, oh my bad, my bad. I just this is my song. This is my song. And so, like, we still laugh about this to this day, man. I just and that that that's like it's always etched in my memory of, of him. He was just jamming so hard. And, and he was off rhythm too, by the way. Um, and he's black. Uh, he didn't have any rhythm, but he was dancing and he just kept kicking me. Um, but yeah, man, I love I love this song, man. This this is um this this flows with this album. Um, then we get to track three. It slows down a little bit, but there's a particular reason why it's because the song is funky. Track number three, let the funk flow. E, what you got on that one? I mean, this, this, this is, this is the one. This is, um, mm -hmm. this is the Nostradamus, uh, by Nas. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, 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 Danger by Keith Murray used this shit. Um, mm -hmm. It starts off with the, the, the Beastie Boys sample from uh, Slow and Low. So let yes. it flow. And um, and it, they they just chilling. Relax while attack. So you can just max. It really doesn't matter. Just stay the hell back. Um, and that, you get some, you get some um, you get some references in here. You get um uh, I got my girls to be pumping just like Getty. Use the same fuel as Mario, Mario and Dreddy. And Dreddy. <laughs> uh, um, he said, uh, it's no time to slip because when it's time for some action, check on the Michael Jackson, do a spin and grab my nuts and start taxing. <laughs> said he do a spin and grab his nuts. Grab my nuts. <laughs> yeah, man. He'd be being fucking great, man. Listen. I, that line right there was so fucking dope. 
it sounds simple right now, but it was so dope back then. Do a spin, grab my nuts like a like Michael Jackson, because that was Mike. That's what Mike was doing back then. That's exactly what he's doing. But man, they um fucking um uh, um um listen to heavy metal hardcore rock and roll drink a six pack maybe miller or stroll no one has mentioned stroll <laughs> and I rap nobody stroll. hey man <laughs> i love it i love it um yeah, oh man. also also because ladies and gentlemen um this is eclectic talking to you mm-hmm. um uh, and on the uh, interwebs, I may go by E. Mm-hmm. And um, um, this is another one of those things that I, I've always said. I've I've put oh. in the podcast a couple of times. Come from this song. I hear the girls out there saying E is hot. That only shows you what juice, juice I, got. I got. And if you don't like me and you're yelling boo, there's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. (laughs) Yes. So let the funk flow. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that that line right there had me. It always made made me laugh, man, because, like, again, you just didn't have people rhyming like this at this particular time. And Mm -hmm. nobody up until this point is rhyming like that. And, you know, Again, I think people understand and realize the impact that EPMD had, not just on other rap groups, but just rap in general. But um, you got to give them their props. You know, they, 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 while they did not have the commercial appeal that, you know, of a run DMC, they, they blazed a lot of trails. And, um, you know, this album definitely set forth a lot of that stuff that they, that they did. Um, then the quintessential track, track four, my favorite track on the album. You got to chill, 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 chill. <sighs> I mean, this, this is this is top ten hip hop song ever created. Mm-hmm. Um, when this came, no one dislikes this song. Nobody. There's, I mean, there's a lot of hip hop classics. There's a lot of songs that's made that people you like. Oh, no, that's cool. I have never <laughs> encountered anyone who does not look. Not not only does not like this song, you react to this song when this mm-hmm. song comes on. You don't just be like, oh yeah, something's moving. Something oh, you on you. your something, your shoulder got to start going. Your larynx, <laughs> so, something got to go. With Steve Martin. Oh my God! This song, when this song came out, man, we didn't we didn't know what it's like. You don't know what to do with yourself. It's like relax your mind, let your conscience be free, and get down to the sounds of your PMD. Like I guess I. He said so, so I guess I'm, I'm about yeah. to get down to the sounds. Yeah, but if you're tired, go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, these these are cla- like this whole song is full of classic lines. Then go mm-hmm. take a nap or stay awake and watch the show I take because right now I'm about to shake, shake and bake. Oh, man, man, listen, this joint. Like I said, it's my favorite song on the album. My favorite EPMD song. Um. 
I mean, it, it brings back so many memories. And then, and E, I know you remember this. When the video came out. <sighs> Shout out to Steezo. Shout out to Steezo. Steezo the Fly Negro. Rest yeah, rest in peace, Steezo. Um, when the video came out, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. I mean, like, the video alone made you want to get this album. I mean, it, it was just that dope. And I mean, like, yeah, it, it brings back so many memories, man. One of, like I said, <clears throat> my favorite song on the album. Um, it is uh, a quintessential EPMD song. Is you know where you want to put it in hip hop history as far as you know singles. It's up there. Um, yeah, love another, that joint. Another another joint that I I use in on the podcast and the sample because of E like Zorro. I mark an E on your back. <laughs> that's that's in the intro. I mean. Mm-hmm. Listen, this oh so many God. quotables. I keep so the hands clapping, fingers snapping, feet tapping. When it's time to roll, Uzi patrol is packing. Yeah, man, this joint goes, it, and it still goes to this day. Th- I mean, you guys hear the excitement in our voices thirty-five years later. Um, um, and I'm gonna tell you, okay, I'm gonna tell you because it's it's relevant to this, mm-hmm. to this particular thing. Um, yada yada yada. EPMD broke up. They did. They broke up. Um, this is during the mixtape era, the real mixtape era when, you know, Clue and Doo-Wop, not, oh, Lil Wayne just dropped the mixtape and it's just all Lil Wayne songs. That's <laughs> the really- Carter, The Carter 17. Yeah, no, with the actual <clears throat> mixtape era. And I went and copped the mixtape. This is the best thing about the mixtape era. You would go and they'd be like, nah, it's a, it's, it's a new Green Lantern uh, or it's a new... You know, Ron G. I'm like, mm-hmm. right, well, shit, ten dollars here. Yep. Oh, go and pop it in the pop it in the whip and just drive. And that's what I did one day. Mm-hmm. And I, I put the joint in. I'm driving. I remember exactly where I was at. I was right by the fucking um, donut spot on Salem Avenue in Gem City. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> stop sign, stop light, and it was just like. Da, 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 da. More bounce came on, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Somebody unsampled um, EPMD, and it was um, Eric Sermon. I was like, "Oh shit!" He um, redoing um, the joint, and so so he was like, um, "Relax your mind." Let you. I was like, "Oh shit!" I right, cool, <laughs> and so. I was like, oh, this is dope. Taking me back to the 88. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit. It's dope that he redid this. And then it was like, he was like, he stopped. And then it was like, well, my name is P. He's like, I'm PMD. I was like, I screamed like it was (laughs) roaches and rats in my car. And PMD was rapping with Eric Sermon over the You Guys to Chill beat. Mm-hmm. And ninety whatever the fuck. Yep, I was legit crying. Wow. <laughs> I was had to stop. I was like, "Yo, I did." I pulled over to just listen to the rest of the song. I wasn't gonna be able to fucking react. Mm-hmm. That was one of the greatest times ever. They got. It was no announcement that they were back together. No, and, and it was a shock that they had broken up. <clears throat> yeah, but the fact that. They just, it was called You Guys to Chill, wasn't it? You Guys to Chill 97. 97, yep. And, but, yep. Um, and 
I didn't read the tape that it said. I don't even think it said it was on there. But you was just listening. Then there was a scratch it in. I was just like, hey, man, that, that shit was incredible. But that that is also the impact that that song and Yeah, man. Then you get to track five. It's my thing. What you got on that? Man, oh, such a great song. Yeah, People got to start giving them these guys their their. Anyway, um, the fact that um, look at the songs that you wouldn't have had if it wasn't for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but. This song, we never heard this sample before, and this uh, this sample blew the hell up. But yep. um, MCs out there, you better stay clear. EPMD is a world, world premiere. premiere from New York. Straight talk, America's best. Cold, wild, and Long Island is where. We, Ooh, that's man. when I found out that they were in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> and and. To their credit, like we said before, mm-hmm. as you get into the song, <laughs> if you buy the line, Royal Van, the more you bite, your body gets hot. Don't get too close because you might get, get shot. shot. That's what they scratched in the <laughs> the first song. They exactly. made this song. They made this song and went back and scratched that. <laughs> That's fucking exactly. Weird. Who does that? Nobody. <laughs> uh, I mean, and then when you listen to, when you listen to it, when you go back and listen to um, Strictly Business, you will hear the beat of this and before the scratch of like, the doom, and it was, don't get too good. So it's literally that scratch. It wasn't them mm-hmm. saying it. Uh, that is, that was amazing to me back then. Um, knowing that my rhyme like a poisonous rat, don't play dumb, boy, you're smarter, smarter than, than that. that. <laughs> <laughs> They were so cool. Um, 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 I'll tell you now, boy, you ain't Jack talking much junk like Mr. T got your back. <laughs> but he's not. So don't act cute. Because if you do, you're in a hot, hot pursuit. pursuit. Mr. T has your Mr. back. Mr. T, yeah, because Mr. T was a hard, one of the hardest men on on, the Earth, on planet Earth back then. <laughs> oh, man. man. I love that joint, man. I love this joint. I mean, it is... It, it, I don't want to use the word perfect. It is masterfully sequenced. This album. Oh, and 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 just the even the verses are. Uh, in the beginning, you knew you wasn't winning. Now you feel ashamed. Your head starts bending. Kind of upset, boy. I understand. You lost again. I won, oh, God, God damn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it, it goes on and on. Um, next track, track six. I know you got a story to tell about this one. You're a customer. Tell the people about you're a customer. You're so damn. I'm still thinking that's what they dude dude fucking referenced the Milky Way to be able to help you work you rest in place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just cold clocking to the party is true, and then they tap me on the shoulder and say, This bud's for you. This bud's for you. Alright, anyway. Um your customer was um <laughs> One, the, the the sample's crazy. I believe mm-hmm. this was the 
don't know. Maybe the third single. Could have been. The, it was either the first or the third. I know what the second was. Um, it's um, My Thing was the first single. I'm Housing was the second single. You Got to Chill is third single. And Strictly Business, single. fourth single. <clears throat> okay. You cut your customers what I heard on a, a Natica single, a 12 inch. But anyway, okay. L sample. No one's used that until them. Um, you had uh, cheap sunglasses, but it's the fly like the eagle by the Steve Miller band. Mm-hmm. That's the shit, and of course, Jungle Boogie yep. again. But um, the um, the way that they were rhyming so cool and and so, to be the E double E over and over. You're intrigued by the way I do my thing. Do what? <clears throat> Pick up the mic <laughs> and make a switch. Uh, <laughs> PFD would just be like, nah, do what? Um, uh, what was the other joint that he said in there? Oh, this is the, the, the classic. Yeah. The, the, the classic on here. He, he, when I walk through the crowd, I can see heads turning. I hear voices saying, that's, that's Eric, Eric Sermon. Sermon. <laughs> Not only from the women, but from the men. You know what? Yeah. Feels good, good, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucking incredible, man. Mm-hmm. I am really being a a, a, a fanboy right now, man. As you should. Uh, I mean, it's an incredible album. It's uh, an incredible album. My eyes closed like Steve Austin. I got you in the square. If you didn't know what that meant, if you never watched the million dollar <sighs> People were like, "Oh, Stone Cold, not Stone Cold, Steve Austin, the original Steve Austin." And I mean, we 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 would be remiss if we didn't tell you how the album, I mean, how the song started. Oh, come on, man! Knickknack, Paddywhack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> Yo, don't give him nothing but a microphone. <laughs> and then the next next album, they got a song called Knickknack, Paddywhack. <laughs> exactly. That's what they did. I mean, like again definitely ahead of their time as far as production rhyme styles rhyme patterns and again this is a group in 1988 um you said you see me jamming at new york tech you got one right fella you deserve a check how did you know you must have been jogging and you didn't want to be jogging back then here's a call that <laughs> on the back is my fan club digits yes yes then we get to track seven the steve martin now folks this song was dedicated to steve martin the actor the, the, he was in a movie called the jerk i want to say the jerk came out like 77 78 um uh, but the steve martin was an actual dance and um i love this joint man i still i still when it comes on i gotta do the steve man what, what you got on this one the um the dope thing about this is one this is back when people had to, you had a dance you had the biz mark you had the heavy d shake mm-hmm. yeah and you had the peewee dance peewee dance yep and this song sampled the peewee herman dance so in the beginning of the peewee herman dance is get busy y'all and in the beginning of this, they keep scratching to get busy. Mm-hmm. From Joski Love, shouts to Joski Love. But um, Joski. And this is <laughs> a, 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 a tribute to Dale. 
they made a song about their dance, but it was so laid back. They made their dance sound that much cooler. Like <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you do it like this. It's the Steve. Get him. Get him, Steve. <laughs> hey, man, don't tell me to get him, man. man. Uh, all the dancers out there trying to freak on the floor. When they see me do the Martin. They try to <laughs> the Martin. They called it the Martin. <laughs> The Martin. Sway your arms around your back, then across your chest. Do the crazy leg sweep from right to right left. It's the Steve. Get, Get him. him Steve. No, oh, no, 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 better than that. Like this. <laughs> Don't tell me like this. <laughs> oh, my Man, God. Listen. Love this joint. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta hear this song if you if you haven't heard this. Song. I know we're we're waxing poetic right now. We're we're taking a, a deep dive down memory lane, but this joint is so dope, man. It, it, again, I want to impress upon it, particularly for the people who weren't around in 1988. Nobody made this type of stuff because, for as dope as Run DMC is, Run DMC didn't dance. They didn't have dancers. They did. They weren't in, even encouraging you to dance. No. They wanted to give it to you raw, and that was it. And, and you know, and I, and I love Run DMC. <clears throat> heavy D in the black, like you said. Heavy D had the Heavy D shake. He's a big guy who could move. You know what I'm saying? Houdini, you know, they had little steps and stuff. But this was a, and keep in mind, <clears throat> this is a song on their debut album. This isn't their fourth or fifth album. This is their debut album. And to say, okay, we got 10 tracks, right? We got 10 tracks, but we're going to give one song and dedicate this song to a dance I, that that is thinking of, thinking about it as far as like selling an album that's very risky you know it might not mean much now but <clears throat> back then that was a very risky move and it paid off because the dance was very popular still popular to this day um and i mean steezo was doing this if you if you saw epmd in concert you saw Steezo, the fly Negro, doing the Steve Martin. And I mean, it was dope. Um, the next track, Get Off the Band... <laughs> get, get Off the Bandwagon. Um, it's funny, e, because... And the reason why I started laughing is because, like... I just remember kids at my school would say, Man, get off the bandwagon, or get off the jock. Like that, like if you were telling somebody to get off something, like that was like the thing to tell people back in the day. Yeah, you couldn't be on anything. <laughs> you, had to, you had to get off of it. Get off the band. Where'd you got on that one, man? Get off my jammy. <laughs> um, um, listen, I love this song. This song, I think this was probably my introduction to the word bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But I just like the first. I like the get off the and the come on man come on man and so first they talking to each other before the song even starts they're like yo what up be double mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of customers <laughs> tried to get paid off what we made <laughs> because once they dropped um fucking you guys to chill everybody started trying to sample some other shit mm-hmm. like that it's like nah man you better get a grip on them lips it get off the <laughs> And that's the funny thing because, like, at that particular time, like, this again, this is their first album. Mm-hmm. So they're talking like, man, you know, people jocking us, and and you know, looking back on it now, you're like, 
where people really drop, but they weren't. But, but off the off the strength of the you got to chill dropping mm-hmm, and, and and people, but but yeah, but to have it on your album, um, the Hardy Boy mystery. Uh, uh, what was the, the it said if you pull no 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 it said um, time to go and strike and demonstrate on a foe. That does not end all. That if he pulls my card, I'm good to flow, toe to toe, blow to blow, without no H two O. Hey yo, you want a battle? I'm, I'm good, good to G-O. G-O. Get, get off, off the band. <laughs> get off. I love that. This ain't a blast oh, from the past. It's a boomer from the future. Feel free to scream ho or yo if it suits you. Man, listen. Again, ahead of their time. Duos, trios, and rap weren't rapping like this. I knew it was the sucker with the Jackson Five Afro. Oh, Listen, man, that was great, great memories, man. Great memories. Um, then we get to the next track, which is just scratching. Track number nine, DJ Caleb Boss. You mentioned him a little earlier. He was EPMD's original DJ. Um, it's just scratching, man. I, I know you're not a fan of Chinese arithmetic on um, no, <laughs> this, is, this is better than Chinese arithmetic. Uh, is it really? I'm, I'm going to tell you two reasons why. Okay, I'm listening. I'm all ears. All right. Reason one, the most important reason. Okay. Way shorter. Uh, Wait, this track is yes. four minutes and thirty-one seconds. If it's if it's not shorter, it sounds shorter. Chinese okay. rhythm takes down like I don't know, sound like I don't know, a couple hours. Stop. Go ahead. And what else? Um, and it has like the, the the actual samples, like got like words and stuff in mm-hmm. it, so you can just like the, the little uh, audio too. And the, the chick, are you falling in love? Word hook. Huh. Ha. I mean, at least I can I can re, I can react to this. That shot even replicate with the water dropping and and it sound like he uh, scouring um, fucking pans. And I, no, we're not doing that. We're not we're not doing the Chinese replicate. Okay, okay, okay. I, I just wanted to get your opinion. Um, <clears throat> I I can't say this is a skip. I listened to it. If you um, listen to if you listen to Chinese arithmetic and um Eric B is on the cut, you listening to this. Stop that. Um <clears throat> but um nah this is this is cool. It, it is my least favorite, but it's still a dope of track. Course. Um, yeah, it, it it is um we're not gonna, but we're not gonna re- reinvent history. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and again that's that's still the thing, like when you think about it, because again you're basically saying, okay, well, hey, we just gave a song for a dance, and now we're going to take this song, and this song is just strictly for, <clears throat> this is the one for the DJ. Here, go get busy. And, you know, and they did that. And, it, and again, it still flows within the album, so I, I don't have any any beef with this song at all. And then we get to the final track. Track 10... Jane, oh, what a nice name. One thing. <clears throat> Where uh, Eric and Parrish have a couple of stories about a young lady named Jane from around the way. Um, I can't. I'm trying to think. I 
think you did this on the on your um podcast of course i did okay. i did the entire saga okay okay yeah okay um, yeah you're right you because you made it you made it one yeah i um, did the entire thing okay okay um so yeah tell folks about jane man so love this joint so this is another thing this isn't epmd does not get their props they on their first album mm-hmm. came up with a song about a girl that did them so bad they could not finish the Eric could not finish the album without dissing her. Nope. And this happened in '86 mm. <laughs> to them. But the fact that they did this and every album they made after that, they did a sequel to it. Mm. They have a whole saga about this woman. Now, some of this stuff, I do not understand what this woman was up to. I don't understand what Eric Eric got the short end of the stick on just about every story. Yet, he is the reason why this story exists. This is true. Um, Jane is a motherfucker. She... She, but anyway, for this particular installment, um, this is when Eric was out late, <clears throat> and and he, he he was tired. He put he put the alarm on, and <laughs> alarm has a hip hop song, and then all of a sudden the alarm <clears throat> comes on. PMD is at his <laughs> at his door. And he has a girl that wants to smash. And but it's Eric has the girl that wants to smash. So I guess she was already over there. And so, so PMD. It's so much stuff going on. So he asked PMD to chill with the girl. Cause she brought a girl with her. Alright, sorry. Let's start. Eric has a girl. The girl brought a friend. <laughs> The girl wants to smash Eric, but she brought a friend. Mm-hmm. He gets PMD to chill with the girl to play the wingman so he yep. can smash the girl. He's describing the friend to him, said that she's fly, haircut, like Anita, Anita Baker. Baker. I mean, now back then, the Anita <clears throat> Baker cut was, Come on, man. was, was something serious. And, Looked up and down. Hey, listen, you know what L. Al scratch <laughs> Come on. You know what they all now say. Uh, uh, I like your flow, oh, yo. Did I say, oh, no, and get the hit in one-on-one like a solo? I oh, think that is. It ain't no fun if my homie Mr. Raspy Scratch oh, can't God, have man. none. Come I don't on, even, I don't even know why I said that. Why did yeah, I say that? Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> for those you play at home, you said, hmm, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> she came in. And um, and so so she introduces herself, and PMD is like, "Oh, that's a great name. Remind me of someone in high school." Mm-hmm. And then so Jane walked around him, rubbed on his back, and started moaning and said, "Yo, let's go fuck." <laughs> so this is this is the problem. So he said he went to his room, but I thought they was over Eric's house, and I don't think they yeah. lived together. <laughs> so how did he go to his room? But he, so he went to the room, the smash, 
and she was she was riding and he was smashing till three in the morning and then then the, then the, the alarm came on playing you a customer and she left him a note <laughs> and said that the next time he had to be bigger stronger and much faster now here's the problem one of those he has no control over. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and a, another of them, well, you use it, use it in a hurry. I mean, <laughs> most, most people don't want it much faster. No, no. Take your time, young man. So, <clears throat> but the, the problem here is Eric had to diss her, but he ain't had nothing to do with it because P smashed and, and she left him the note. So why is Eric pissed? I, I guess he didn't get a verse about the chick that <laughs> brought Chain with her. Listen. But regardless of all of that, one thing, so it's one thing. This song's incredible. Mm-hmm. The story is dope. They flipped the Mary Jane sample yes. for the song called Jane, and it had nothing to do with marijuana. Nothing. This, this is incredible. It's incredible. I love it, man. <clears throat> I love it. This, this joint, and when you broke, I, li- I like the fact that you broke it down on on your um podcast because, and I like the fact that you put them all together because it would probably have been a little bit more difficult to try to separate all of them. Yeah. Um, but this is the initial song for the Jane series, and I just thought it was brilliant that you got all of these bars, this whole album. Again, the album's 45 minutes long, and you get to the last song, and he says, No, man, before we wrap, I, I I gotta I gotta diss this chick. And then they come with this story, and it, I mean, and they made it sound so believable. Like I just remember, like, and I'm pretty sure E, you probably did the same thing with your homeboys, like wondering if Jane was a real person, if this is something that really happened. Like yeah. was she somebody in the industry? Like we thought we had we had I don't want to say arguments, but we had discussions about stuff like this. Because this goes back into what we were saying earlier. Songs like this, this is, and honestly, if if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the Fat Boys a little bit, but this is one of the first albums or groups that took you out of. We're making an album mm. because they're like, "Yeah, we, I'm, I'm about to go take this. Uh, we finished with the joint. I'm about to take it, take it up to Leon Willis, see what they say." Yeah, well, hold on, man. <laughs> we ain't bringing nothing to a close. So it's, it's not like, "Hey, there's a, there's another song for no." Hey, I, I, yes, we know we're making an album, but we're mm-hmm. not done with this album until we dis this check. and. <laughs> And, and he like, yo, that was back in 1980s. So it goes also goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, they're friends. They're cool. He's like, hey, man, come on, man. That, that shit happened back then. Why are we doing this? He's like, nah, hit the beat. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the mere fact that you had shit like that and crucial mm-hmm. to have a story run back. Got to. Particularly if you have a classic. Well, by, you know, not by industry standards, but you know that was that was something that you did. You know, I mean, to- it, yeah. If you think about it, um, um, 
what what did we do? Um, Nations of Million had mm-hmm. Black Steel in the hour. This had Jane. Fucking even Light as a Rock had the dude that she couldn't figure out he was on crack. <laughs> you had the Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. You had uh, the, the he's, he's had a rapper with parents to understand. You had uh, uh, Nobody Move on um, uh, Easy Does It. Slick Rick. Yeah. Oh, great adventures. I mean, you had, you had to have a story. Hickey's around my neck on the audio, too. This is all 1988. So, mm-hmm. uh, Cracked Out was our Masters of Ceremony on the Dynamite album. Um, Times is Getting Ill on It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Uh, Born to Be Wild MC Shan had um, Project Ho. Yep. <laughs> so, you. I don't know why I know all these things off the top of my head. Please don't pay me no attention. He's taking me back too because I have some of these titles I heard in a minute. But yeah, so so you had to have a dope story run mm-hmm. back then. Man. It was a staple. It was a staple um, of your album. Swass, uh, possibly on Broadway, sir. Mix a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it. <clears throat> I think um, this was the perfect way to end the album. And again, it's it's forty five minutes, and it, the thing that I, I it, it's kind of weird e, because like. I remember having the tape and listening to the tape because you had a side and a B side. Mm-hmm. It the t- having the tape made it seem like it was much shorter. Now having yeah, because you, you flipped that joint like <laughs> five minutes. You're like, yeah, I only heard like three songs. Why am I flipping? Yeah, you got to flip the tape. Yeah. But um, I love this album, man. It, this album again, you know, one of the '88 staples, one of the best albums from 1988. Um, I don't think that's up for debate. Um, where you want to rank it and who knows maybe me and he'll come back um at the end of this calendar year and rank the 88 albums um that'll be interesting um so i gotta ask you man before we get out of here source magazine gave this five mics the vaunted five mics and the source magazine when they gave this when they gave this album five mics it wasn't when they were handing out five mics. Like you had to do some special shit to get a five mic rating in the Source magazine, and that's how they deemed this album. So I gotta ask you, man, um, what would you have given this album in 1988, and what do you give this album in night? Excuse me, in 2023. I am trying to be as honest as possible. Uh, 88, I'm giving it five. I'm giving, it, I'm giving it a big fat fiver. Um, 2023, 50-55, how we living? We've been living here. Now, and this is probably, EPMD is probably his second favorite hip-hop group, correct? No, this is my favorite hip hop. Okay, okay. So you got them over Daylight. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um <clears throat> yeah, I, I would I gotta I gotta go with you, man. I mean, I damn sure gave it five back then. And because just going through it right now, and I'm like, man, if the if the worst thing I can say is, man, DJ Kayla boss in the cut. <laughs> I, and that's I mean, it. I mean, there's nothing. This that's if, it. if they didn't have that 
particular track on here, I would say this album was flawless. And I don't even consider DJ Killer Boss on the cut a flaw. It's just they're not rhyming on it. Yeah. It's, no, it's not an EPMD song. Every song that's an EPMD song on this album is incredible. And that's- you think about it like this too, E. If you don't have Kayla Boss's song on here, it's only nine tracks. It's and so, and so now it's Illmatic. Exactly. And then you have what five on one side, four on the other. Because even Illmatic had the intro, which made it the Genesis. Well, it's called Genesis, but that made it 10 tracks technically. Exactly. So you have five on, on, on side A, five on side B. Yeah. Well, so I that, think it's it's group Illmatic. Exactly. So I think, you know, even if they don't add Kayla Boss on the on the cut, I mean, you got an uneven number. I'm pretty sure the, the label wouldn't have done that. But yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm not. It's, it's five mics all the way across the board for me, man. I, I, I love this album. Um, everybody listening to this podcast, if you haven't heard this album, do yourself a favor at the end of this um, podcast. Go listen to it. It is an incredible listen. Again, 35 years late. It's hard to believe Strictly Business is 35 years old. Um, before we get out of here, E, Man, tell folks where they can find you, where they can find your social, where they can listen to your podcast. You can find me in Cold Wild in Long Island. <laughs> um, yeah, um, on the social socials on uh, mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram, at Eclectic, if you want to see some outfits. Um, but um, That's all he's going to show his outfits. That's all, that's all you get. Um, Mr. But, Kit. Listen, um, I can't even afford Kith. I can yeah. afford K. Eclectic, aka Kith Sweat. <laughs> Kith Sweat. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Um, uh, yeah, so socials, um, Eclectic Podcast, and um, uh, that's E C L E C T I K. So it's Eclectic. Hey. Yeah, that's right. Uh, eclectic Podcast at Eclectic. Um, Encyclopedia HH for the hip hop podcast and um, the eclectic podcast for the eclectic discussion podcast. Um, you can go and listen if you enjoy me. You can go back and listen from episode one. Did Mary J. Blige kill RB featuring um, um, a young, a very young, yes, a very young 12 cow? Um, yes, but um, you can go and listen to that and. You can listen to me talk to Kwame. You can listen to me talk to Spinderella. You can listen to me talk about high school. You can listen to me talk about college, where everybody's somebody. Grandma State University oh showed up. Gosh, this guy. Um, but um, hey, if you enjoy me, you can um, listen to everything because they're evergreen. I don't do any topical, topical slopicals. Mm-hmm. So it's all about good times, good vibes of the 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 eighties and the nineties, some late seventies, you know, back when Kyle was thirty. Um, so, <laughs> come check me out. No doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah, check him out, man. You listen to his podcast, both of his podcasts. You'll you'll see me pop up on quite a few, just like he's on more than a few over here. Um, you you've been listening this long, you definitely know. You catch the Twelve Kyle podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Remember, the podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays. Um, be sure to subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel, 12 Kyle Podcast on YouTube. Um, subscribe over there as well because we do have video 
um, content on there as well. If you feel so inclined, hit us up on Cash App. Dollar sign T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. That's going to do it for us, for my man Eclectic. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. We've talked about Strictly Business, 35, (laughs) it's, it's still crazy to believe, 35 years later right here on the 12 Kyle Podcast. So for my boy Eclectic, I am your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five Gs.